You are listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. This talk was given at 3800 Marlton Pike. For more information, check out circleofhope.net. All right, so we got this song from David. It's from a long, long time ago. And I'm, I'm glad we're still singing this because I think, uh, I think it might be just the thing that we need to hear right now. You know, like at the end of November, it was like a cold November this year pretty cold getting into the uh this is it right the end of the year festivities you guys excited (laughs) i'm excited i mean that's what i'm really going to talk about tonight i mean i know it brings up feelings right brings up brings up intense feelings for a lot of people it's kind of hard to handle but um i think this this song of david's might be just the thing because he's talking about doing it a different way is what, he, what he's doing. He's not, um, it's a different kind of headspace, uh, a different kind of way of thinking. Um, maybe maybe headspace is the right word rather than, than thinking because it's, um, I don't think David's like doing a lot of thinking in this. I don't think he, he's trying to give you like a super reasoned argument or something. Like he's trying to convince you of something. But he's, he's describing his space that he's occupying in the world. He's describing a kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe it's like a way of perceiving it's certainly before reasoning. It's not like, you know, he's listing out reasons or giving a reason to argument. If such and such is true, then this other thing. Um, but I think, uh, let's just say it's a way to move through the world. It's a different way. And I think he thinks that's pretty special because he's bothering to songify it, right? He's putting it into some poetry here that I think is pretty beautiful. C.S. Lewis agrees with me. C.S. Lewis thought this was some of the best stuff written in English. Even though it wasn't written in English uh, to begin with, he really liked how it was translated. And he, he thought um, thematically it had a lot for us. We've sung it for thousands of years. And uh, we're singing it in this day and age, which is a day and age where we think and act, I think, in um, memes, actually. Huh, it's funny, right? Ha ha, LOL. It's a a meme world, guys. It's crazy. Memes are really like, I bet, like they actually have affected your life. Not kidding. Uh, They're part of the way that we move through the world and make sense of the world, the way we think about the world. Think about this. We have memes about uh, like the particular side of particular arguments. They're all, you know, currently topical. And somehow, like, strangely curated, like the, there's not a great variation in the topics covered. Do you know what I'm talking about with memes, like these things on the internet? I'm sorry, Miss P. And anybody else, I apologize to. There's kind of like these, like, how would you describe it? Dan's good at this stuff. It's a meme. Yeah, it's, it's like a thing that people see over and over, and it just gets funnier. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a picture joke, sort of. Like a joke picture that would be on the internet. It goes viral. Yeah. And one goes viral, and then all, all you have to do to be the next big jokester in the world is like change one little part so it has kind of like a new meaning that's funny still, and it just kind of keeps going from there. So yeah, we have, <laughs> we have memes about um, political arguments that, you know, there's not a great range in the, the topics that they cover, uh, but these topics we anticipate messing up our yearly cultural family homecoming feast. You know, Thanksgiving, you know, there's memes about that. Like, that's kind of how we, 
seems to be how we talk about uh, what's going on in the world with each other. It's, it's really funny, I guess. If it's not tragic, you can at least uh, laugh at it a little bit, but it might be a little tra tragic, you know, because maybe we're um, not so much experiencing the world that we're like living in. Like we might not actually be fully living our lives that we're currently living. Oh, it's horrible. Right? Like you might go to Thanksgiving. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving, but you might have felt yourself at the Thanksgiving like not so much um, being with the people that you were with right then in that moment, but maybe you were with um, some story about that person that's been going on for like 20 years or something. It's a shame, right? Sometimes like the story is so powerful you never get to, you never even get in proximity with the other person to see what they're like now. That's crazy. I had an experience like this this weekend. This friend of mine, like, I haven't talked to him, well, since, because he's never met Annalisa, and I've been with, around with Annalisa for now for, like, what, six years? So before then, he was a real close friend, and he contacted me out of nowhere. I was kind of happy. But also, like, before I met him, I met him on, on Friday, Saturday. Before I met him, I kind of had that little bit of nervous feeling, like, I might not know him anymore, you know. He showed up my, at my door, and uh, I was excited. And there was this moment where I was like, oh, this could be really, really weird. I was so nervous. But it wasn't. It was great. You know, he was him, and he who he is now, and I'm who I am now, and it was okay. Uh, but it took a second. Like to kind of forget about all that other stuff and be with him in that moment. Yeah. It took some effort, it took some pre preparation. Um, I wanna call this uh, talk tonight, uh, there's a way when you're stuck. Yeah. I just wanna mention that before I get into too many details. Because I think this is a time of year where, where we can get stuck, you know? And I think, I think for a lot of people, you know, like, I'm, I'm a little different, but I don't think I'm so strange from anybody else. And if your year goes like mine, I think, a lot of times, like, the summer's great, you know, everybody's feeling good in the summer, and life's great, and then, uh, you know, in, in this place in the world, it starts to get cold, it starts to get dark real early, and then you got this weird set of things that all happen within, like, uh, five or six weeks, right? Thanksgiving, Christmas, and there's, like, family, weird family stuff, and it's, like, the darkest time of the year, and you're not doing the thing that you're usually doing, and it's supposed to be great, but it, often it's not, and it's... Uh, yeah, if you're stuck, like somehow spiritually in your insides, you know, if your heart's stuck in, uh, somewhere, like, like for a lot of people, you know, they get busy in the fall and they put it off, and then all of a sudden, all this is here, and it's dark and it's cold. It can be a rough time. But um, David's talking about a different way of being in the world here. And check out this, um, check out this opening here. You know, I was, I was talking about, well, before we do that, I was talking about Thanksgiving and this time of year and setting up, setting yourself up to not be stuck. Um, I think Thanksgiving is it's a good thing it happens when it does. Because I, I think there's this little spiritual shortcut that I found. I'm feeling stuck. Things don't feel really alive spiritually or something I can't get through. I find that um, 
giving thanks, speaking thanks, is often a way to get out of it. I think that's what David is, is doing here. Um, we like to, we, this is this thing in Circle of Hope, we like to read to each other. We don't just like have the leader up here reading the scriptures. I love when uh, we read the scriptures to each other. So I want to um, look at this psalm in three parts. I'm looking for like three volunteers to read with us. I get a, somebody volunteer to read just the first little part, one to six. All right, Tom. Okay, Tom, now that you've volunteered, <laughs> now that you've volunteered, I want you to read it, my friend. Um, like somebody who's been sweating all week and they just got off and it's Friday afternoon and they're driving away from work. Oh, yeah. Know <laughs> that one. <laughs> <laughs> to the leader, a psalm of David. The heavens are telling the glory of God and the fireman proclaims his handwork. Day to day pours forth speech, and night to night declares knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words. Their voice is not heard, yet their voice goes out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. <laughs> In the heavens he has set a tent for the sun which comes out like a bridge groom from his wedding canopy. <laughs> and like a strong man runs in its course of joy, its rising is from the end of the heavens and its circuit to the end of them, and nothing is hidden from its heat. Thank you. After a long week of um, yeah, executing nice. prisoners, <laughs> probably, in some Power prison somewhere. That's what it's like. When you're done. Swinging that axe all week. Tom waits. Thanks, Tom. That's awesome. I think you got to read it like that. I think that's what David's. I think he's talking about that kind of energy. Um, I think he's. Well, let's try it ourselves. You know, like get out of your head for a second. Like forget about what's coming in the future, whatever that is. You don't know what it is, right? There's no way you could know what's coming in the future. And the past are some memories and stories. But if you can be, I think David is saying, in the present, out of your head and witness what is, be in the earth all around you and see it new again, right? Like, um, don't think of the earth as like the whole earth, like, uh, like you're seeing the globe on a flashcard or something and the idea of the earth, like actually be in the earth that you're in right now. Like it doesn't look like a globe. It looks more like uh, half of a circle. That's what you can see. You can look all around you. You can look above you. I mean, probably I should like just press a button and have all these door, these bay doors open, right? Or we should just march outside and be really, really quiet and just look around. Can you imagine doing that? I don't want to do it right now. I'm kind of feeling lazy and warm. But like, imagine if we just did that right now. Or if I came around um, to all your houses tomorrow morning and like woke you up. At when's the sun come up now? It's early now. It's nice. 6.15. Got you all out. We got out there. And I was like, come on, guys. Come on out. 
Be quiet. Listen. Listen. Like the day's starting again. Here comes the sun again. Like, here's the time passing. It's real. Like, this is a new day. And here comes the sun, like, pow. Like, you leaving work on Friday, that's like the sun coming up. The same energy and eagerness never quits. Or, or maybe I should, we should, we should all gather together as the sun's setting and we're in that um, wonderful silver light at the end of the day. And we could say, shh, guys, everybody be quiet. Let's listen to the night declare knowledge. No words. And it's weird, right? How do you perceive language without words? What is this voiceless knowledge that David's talking about? I don't think it's some mystery, some other thing, or some like crazy Zen state of mind that you have to like work yourself up into. I think it's like right now. I think it's just this night. I think it's just this knowledge. I think it's just this little tiny mystery of like these moments here that we have together that will never ever happen again. This is it. This is like life is real right now. Like, I think David's in the world where he's saying, like, feel the solid floor beneath you. Like, feel it right now. Like, really feel it. Push your feet down into it. Try to push yourself away from the earth and feel this constant gravity holding you down, sucking you down. You're not going to float away. Like, you're really here. It's real. Push against the person next to you. They're real and actually there in front of you. And start to experience this Earth. Like, be on planet Earth for a little bit, for a few minutes. It's so alive. It's amazing. This time is alive, and the time is kind of speaking to us. It's crazy. Like, this air is so good to breathe. The gravity is something you can always count on. Always. And I actually get, like, a whole lot of... um, good heart feelings when the seasons change throughout the year. Like, the seasons keep coming. Time keeps passing. I mean, it's maybe strange to talk about something that's so obvious and like, well, yeah, time keeps passing, but I got problems. But um, I think David is saying, no, you have to actually look at the things that really are and bear witness to everything that is. Because it could not be. What if these things weren't things that you could count on? This is the um, creator, sustainer God that David is bringing us to. And we're kind of touching hands with this God who's keeping everything going. You get little scratches uh, and cuts. I cut my finger cutting turkey. Thursday, and it's like already healed. It's amazing. Boom, it was like right back. Amazing. When you get sick, and then you get well, mostly. Anyway, the health that you have, all that health that you have, you have so much health. And everything just keeps growing everywhere. If we did take that little walk outside, or open these bay doors, we would probably see little birds out here, little Pensalkin birds which means that they were born as like baby chicks some time ago. 
they don't live that long, so it's probably recently. And that's pretty amazing. All these birds keep finding like nutrients around here, enough to uh, have babies and like do the thing that they were made to do. It's amazing. It keeps going. We've been given this miracle to witness like every like single moment, right? But it's also commonplace. But are, are you saying thanks for these things? Um, that happen anyway. I learned this great thing from my father-in-law. We were staying down there with him in Virginia this one time. And uh, I think, yeah, I don't know, I don't know what was going on. He wasn't sleeping well or something, I don't know. But my mother-in-law had done something small for him, like left water out on the dresser or something like that. And I, I heard him, I wasn't trying to listen, but I heard him through the closed door of the bedroom. He said, he said, thank you very much. It was just the way he said it. Thank you very much. Like, it seems so, so formal and so weird to me. But I, I don't know how he's thinking. He's, he's using this formal language for something that's, like, so commonplace. But when you do that, right, when you, when you say thanks for things that happen anyway, or thank, saying thanks for things that seem like they just ought to be, even with, with, like, it's another person. Like, when Pat calls me, I feel really thankful. I say, thanks for calling me, Pat. I mean, it just seems nice to say that, right? But it's better to say it. I mean, it's better for me. I feel better when I say it. Because he, he might not call me. Right? I mean, laying on my back, looking up into space. I mean, there could be a world where I could just float away. Maybe I would just have to hang on for dear life to the earth. But gravity is so great. So David's talking. That's the world he's in. Does that sound... Like, reasonable? You guys know what I'm talking about? Or have I just been talking? All right. Let's, let's look at the second part. Because David's not just like, hey, look, this is how I look at the world. Or like, look at, this, look at the stars in the sky. They're awesome. He's got other things to say. The second part. Could somebody read uh, verses 7 to 11? This is going to be... Yes. Somebody read it. Volunteer. Okay, Tristan, now that you volunteered. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. Oh, yeah. All right, I need you to read this like you're putting a frightened toddler to bed. Uh, Just give it a try. Just give it a shot. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. Decrees of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. Precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is clear, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey, and herbs of the honeycomb. Or by them is your servant warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. Mm. Thanks, Tristan. Yeah. So, um, David is extending this idea of this whole created world. Look at everything that God has created and everything that God sustains. God keeps all this going, even like time, God's drawing it out. But now, I mean, to, to, to our eyes, if you're reading this, like I read this in Cell, and a lot of people said it felt like the poem or the song took like a hard turn. Oh. And they said, this law thing, ah, you know, that was their reaction to myself. We were talking about it. Right? And I, my, my heart kind of sank a little bit, but I get it, because uh, we're talking about law, right? 
If you look this up, if you look this up, like if you're a good student and you're like, oh, I'm reading the Bible, I might have to look some things up. Not a bad um, instinct. You should look up things like that. If you look it up, well, what's this law of the Lord thing? What's David talking about? Uh, some commentators, maybe like Baptists, like I come from the Baptists, they might say something like, well, this he's talking about the law of Moses, that um, God gave Moses the law, big, big list in like Exodus, Deuteronomy, Leviticus, Numbers, those books of the Bible, big, long list of do's and don'ts, right? Many more do's and don'ts, actually, I think. Uh, but I don't, I don't really think that's what David is talking about. I don't think he's talking about the written law as revealed that way. Because David is um, joining the first half of this song, with, uh, he's join, joining the second half of the song thematically with the first half. I think it would be weird, like why would he be writing about two separate things? I mean, I guess you could, but this way it's actually much more beautiful and makes a lot of sense. Because I think he's talking about a law that makes, um, makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I think it's, he's talking about the kind of sense, uh, this kind of law that is um, evident kind of to all of us. Like just like the sun going across the sky, just like time passing, there's certain things we, we just know, you know. There's certain things we know are right, I'll say it that way. Like you can see this even with like little kids, they're not sophisticated, but they will argue over what's right and try to build a consensus about what's right. right? You kids do this, Ben? Uh, only, only that. <laughs> <laughs> Too much, right? Okay, so here's all of us. Like, if you're a normal person, you're kind of like an amateur lawyer. You take a, some interest in what people are allowed to do, what maybe you can get away with. And lawyers' arguments, you know, come in and um, explore and wind around all the, I would say, the, vagar the vagarities of the law, the place where the law is not clear. Yeah? Let's put that aside for a second, because that, that's not what David is, uh, is talking about either. That's not the set of associations that we want to use to understand what David's recommending to us here. Think about it this way instead. Like all these laws, you know, and forget about legislatures and like what libertarians say about all the laws being um, supported at the end of a gun or something like that. But we do have this kind of ideal, right, of uh, the law. What's it all based on? It's kind of a big elaboration on some um, very deep feelings that most people seem to have about how it's right to be treated and how it's right to treat others. And there's um, so much basic agreement about that. Like it's not good to steal from people. It's not good to hurt other people. It's kind of a miracle, actually. Like gravity is kind of a miracle. We don't just float away. We don't just drift off into um, senseless violence all the time, which could happen, and sometimes it does happen, but there's so much basic agreement about what's right. It's almost like it was put there in us, you know? It's a viewpoint you could easily lose. I mean, how precious this thing is. And I think we often do do lose it if we approach the, this maker-sustainer God as some sort of rule-keeper God, like God's giving the law, and it's the law. And who is this guy who's like so happy about rules anyway? That's weird. It is weird if you read it like that. You don't read it like that, okay? When David's talking about the law, he's talking about something much more special than that. 
anyway, the truth seems to be that God does very little enforcement of, uh, you know, rule breaking or rule keeping that we can see. Like as we move through life, we, you know, people get away with things all the time, and countries go to war. You know, the wrong football team wins. You know, not today. <laughs> I don't follow the football, so I don't, I don't know. Had something good happen? We beat the Giants just barely. Awesome. Sports ball. I think the law David's talking about is something like that little thing that we know is right inside us. And he doesn't take it for granted that everybody's paying attention to it or that we're all going to come to the same conclusions or something. But he's saying it's like the sun rising mm -hmm. and flying across the sky with power and heat every day. It's like that. It's like the seasons, each season coming in turn faithfully every year. We can count on it. It's something known and obvious as you grow into it. It doesn't need explaining. It's, it's not an intellectual exercise. We don't need to be smart. And we don't need to work up our smarts to get like better at it or something. It's, um, it's a rule, I guess. Like, kind of like moving towards love is a rule that you'll probably follow in your life. You know, because what if you didn't do that? That would be weird, right? It's like the joy of doing good. When was the last time you felt that? It might have been recent. Like, remember it again. You had joy about choosing good. It's like seeing and interacting with the truth without fearing it. It's like little kids growing up, and like every day they're more able, and nobody like makes them more able. It, it's, it's in them to do it. This is the kind of way through the world that David is talking about. And, and that yearning to do what's right, don't you think that's a miracle that anybody cares about what is right at all? And we live in this world where so many things have become possible because of uh, trust and just simple goodwill. Um, we've become a people in general that can we can give up immediate gain in hope that something better will happen in the future. That's what David is talking about here. So it's not so much about uh, the, this law. When, when they're saying law, the person in my cell was like, oh, more requirements. It's not about re what's required so much. I think David here is talking about a law in the sense of something is promised. There's a way through. There's a way to live beyond regret without guilt, beyond good feelings and bad feelings, beyond having plenty and not having all that you want. And check this out. You can probably think of something that went really wrong for you, right? But because you acted in what we call good faith, where you were trying to do the right thing, you were trying to, you were yearning towards goodness, your probably bad idea of what goodness was, did you ever do that and feel ashamed of yourself? Maybe, but I bet you had a comfort against it. This is, this is that law that David is talking about. I think I'm getting kind of, kind of long. Sorry. So here's the, here's the thing. Um, David finishes up this way. Like, all this actually matters. And I matter in all this. This other, this other way. Can somebody read the last few verses of this uh, 
this song? Any volunteer? Yeah? All right, Tom, now that you volunteer, <laughs> I need you to read this like a football coach at halftime. <laughs> but who can detect our errors? Clear me from hidden faults. Keep back your servant also from the insolent. Do not let them have domination over you. Then I shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Yeah, it's his prayer. Thank you. Yeah. Football coach, because we got to go out there again, right? And it matters. It matters what you do, you know? Like, get off this trip, you know, uh, with God as the, the lawgiver that, um, oh, so much is required. Really, not, not that much is required. Really. Not that much is required, actually. I mean, Jesus was, like, kind of getting in trouble because he apparently made the law so simple. Like, he whittled it down to, like, two things, I think. Like, love God, love your neighbor. You know? And he said it like something new. People got upset. But it was in the Old Testament, too. The prophet said, what does God require except that you... Love mercy. Or you do mercy. Love something else. And walk humbly with God. That's, a, you know, I mean, and that's the law anyway, right? I mean, everybody, even kids know, like, well, you wouldn't hold somebody to a rule that they didn't understand yet. Right? Mercy's the rule, too. I see a lot of uh, my brothers and sisters, maybe this time of year, too, it comes around, and you're feeling down anyway, so this is a great time to get attacked. You know, and the question, you know, people always have is like, am I really devoted enough? I doubt my own faith. Like, I think I'm not that good at it. I think I'm not a, maybe a real Christian. I don't know. So if you're hearing demand in this great song that we've been singing for so many thousands of years, um, man, let's look at it again, right? Let's look at it in a new way. There's a lot of challenges in the weeks ahead in this like holiday season of difficult feelings and maybe demands you're gonna feel, maybe feeling like you're not enough, or you know, you, you're just wanting something that's, you know, it's not doing it for you. Um, David's here, he's talking about an opportunity, big opportunity to work with, to relate to, to live in the moment-by-moment uh, -moment overwhelming reality of this God who would be known through promises, through this law, through this, through the promise of um, what is this law? David's saying it's, it's dependable. It's dependable like you see nature happening all the time. It's like that, and it's in you, and it's in your nature too. This law that's uh, from this God that's um, powerful. David says here at the end, he says uh, that God is able to know Himself, right? Better than even, uh, David is not able to know Himself as well as God is able to know Him. You see that? Oh, could we see the Psalm again? When he says here at the beginning, he opens it up with, "But who can detect their errors? Like I'm not good enough for all this. There's no way I can." live up to all this to be able to relate to this God who is so so but here's the prayer and you can you can go with this I think this is good enough to get through Advent and probably the darkest point of the year this is good enough clear me from hidden faults 
It's probably enough. God knows what's going on. And we can trust God with that. So just a few suggestions for the next few weeks. Christmas is coming at a time of year when um, some of the best things from the harvest have like reached their fullness, you know? Like the things that have been um, marinating or ripening or whatever they're doing, right? They're like really at the best at the end of the year. All like these wonderful foods are gonna be put in front of you. You're gonna get to be with people you haven't seen in a while. And you're gonna have a chance to sing. I bet there's a lot of music this time of year. You know, David, he's got something going on. He sings it. I think you gotta find your outlet. Once you begin living in, really living in this world of miracles, this world of provision, this world of um, opportunities, oppor to, uh, this opportunity to relate and work with the power of the universe, you really have to sing it. I mean, at least come and worship with us when we meet on Sundays. And, and get to your cell and, you know, cry something out, because the stones are going to cry it out if you don't. You know, you got to get in there and do it. Because it's there. It's there for you. There's going to be a lot of chances to do that. You know, when good food's put in front of you, accept it. Take this season as it comes. Right? There's a lot of good here. And there will be new opportunities in the new year to, uh, to serve faithfully. Thanks for listening to Circle of Hope's Sunday Meeting Podcast. If you want to talk about it or get connected to a cell, you can find one under our Connect drop-down at circleofhope.net.